Saints Preserve Us, a Ronnie Lord Mystery, written by L.K. Elwood, narrated by Janet Hoskins. 1. Professor Lord? Ronnie Lord jumped slightly, surprised by the detached voice that echoed through the sedate English department office. She turned away from her door and peered down the dimly lit hall, leaning forward to see the short figure looming in the far doorway. The young man, she noticed, stood about five foot five, with a dark Moe Howard haircut, and wore blue jeans and a long-sleeved white shirt. He approached timidly from the shadows, and Ronnie caught a strong whiff of tomato juice and polo aftershave. The man smiled and extended a thick, hairy hand, which Ronnie could not take for all the schoolwork she carried. "'Professor Lord, is it?' he asked again cautiously. Receiving no answer, he continued, I'm Chet Hoskins with the Jacksonville Journal. I write for the Ash Lake Yulee Editions. Ronnie yawned and shifted the stack of manila folders in her arms. She resented the tone in the young man's voice that implied she might be unfamiliar with the local newspaper, of all things. Yes, what can I do for you, she asked. Unable to take her eyes off a large red pimple above Chet's left eyebrow. It looked ready to explode in a blast of white, gooey pus, and Ronnie contemplated stepping to one side. Chet faltered. I was hoping to catch you before your classes um, for a brief interview regarding Lorena Alger's cause for canonization. I'm writing an article. Ronnie paused to close the office door her initial feelings of fright and foolishness at having been taken by surprise wavering. All of the do's and don'ts of personal safety her late husband Jim had drilled into her head quickly dissolved. Yet for a moment she still wondered if the key she had crammed into the door's lock only seconds earlier would be needed as a spontaneous weapon. She tugged at the key and kept her gaze fixed on the young man with the third eye, whose worried face awaited a verbal response to his query. To his credit, Ronnie thought, he did not look like a rapist mugger. This building was locked when I arrived, she said finally. Even the Ash Lake campus of FCCJ prides itself on security. How did you get inside? She wanted to sound authoritative. Unfortunately, the best Ronnie could do for 7.45 in the morning, after four hours of sleep, was a crackling whisper. I, oh, uh, well, Chet stammered, and Ronnie arched her brow suspiciously. After two difficult catches, the key jerked out of the lock with a loud zipping noise that set Ronnie's teeth on edge. She let the shoulder strap to her portfolio case slide down to her waist as the bag sank to the ground and she pinched her arm closer to her side to prevent the folders from fluttering down next to it. A few strands of long brown hair became tangled in the strap, and Ronnie winced at the sudden pain. Well, I see you've mastered the proper verbal skills a reporter needs to succeed, Ronnie remarked with a grunt as she juggled her belongings. A polite rapist mugger would have at least offered to help, she thought. You must be an alumnus of our journalism program, if indeed you are who you say. She aimed the jagged edge of the key at Chet's brown doe eyes, sliding folders be damned. Just so you know, I can open other things besides a lock with this sucker. 
Chet held up a hand to his face, backed into the wall behind him, and blinked rapidly. Professor, please, he begged, his deep voice raised an octave. I I'm very sorry to have startled you. I really am a reporter. Here, see? He reached into his back jeans pocket for his wallet and, after fumbling with several flaps, waved a laminated press pass with a shaking hand. The glare on the pass cast a tiny reflection under the hallway lights that danced on Ronnie's office door. I'm strictly legit, he added hurriedly. You can call Oscar Blaine at the journal if you want. Like I said, I'm writing an article on Lorena Alger's canonization, and I really would like to talk to you about your great aunt. Two greats. Ronnie returned to her lock with a sigh. What fear was left bubbling inside her was completely gone. She doubted any run-of-the-mill mugger and or rapist would go to the trouble of concocting such a story, she decided. He would have just attacked. 